welcome to the next episode of Simon Says Let's Talk Business on Business Radio X. I'm your host, Al Simon, with Sandler Training by Simon Inc. And uh, this show is not just about sales. This show is about business excellence. We spotlight professionals and the excellent companies they represent. We discuss best practices in business today. So everybody, you're going to want to listen very carefully. You're going to want to have a pad and a pen handy to take down notes because you're going to get some great ideas today from our guests, Lauren Gall and Melanie Ammerman, the co-founders of Vava Virtual Assistants. So this is going to be fun. It's going to be good stuff. And you may just find yourself wanting to use their services or recommend them to somebody you know. Welcome, Lauren, Melanie. How are you? Doing good. Thanks yeah. for having us. Absolutely. <laughs> so well, much. Happy to be here. Good, good. Well, um, y'all are part of an excellent organization called EO, and um, and, that's a, and that's an organization we're part of as well. So I know y'all do good work because you have to do good work to be in that organization, and you have to have uh, great excellence in business. And so we're curious, of course, about Vava Virtual Assistance. You know, uh, uh, Lauren, why don't you give us a thumbnail of what y'all do? Yeah, so we provide administrative and marketing support to companies remotely, um, and we are typically working with very growth-oriented um, individuals who want to up-level their business. Um, we provide, we step in, we work one-on-one with you, and provide you know back-office support that is crucial to running a business. Um, and we do it from our own office, so everything's outsourced to us. But it's everything under the sun. Pretty much anything that's on your your to do list, uh, we can definitely help with. Okay, and this is a, a pretty fast growing segment of business, isn't it? These days, I would say it's yeah, it's pretty it's pretty yeah. fast. Um, At least for y'all, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm curious, Melanie has has that has the demand for your business increased or stayed the same or decreased during the pandemic? Um, it would say it's um, decreased for a while. Um, I think a lot of business owners were kind of being very conservative with spending, weren't really sure where, you know, income was coming on their end. So um, services like ours kind of were put on hold. Um, but now that we're, you know, kind of getting, I can't say we're getting through it, but we're, you know, past the initial uh, shock of everything. Um, and virtual slash remote support and working remotely is uh, kind of the way to way to go right now uh we're getting more interest um in being a resource for business owners to support them now nice yeah i would i would imagine it seems, just seems to me as a small business owner myself that uh you know you just might uh might have a lot of need for that now is it is it uh is it primarily uh, clerical secretarial or is it also things like financial and other um types of skills spreadsheet skills things like that yeah, I was. Oh, go ahead. I was to say, uh, yeah, we focus a lot on um, executive assistant support. Um, so mm-hmm. the clerical, admin, calendar, all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, another thing that we uh, uh, really help a lot with is like marketing support. Oh, um, really? Yeah, uh, we have uh, social media and digital marketers on our team um, that you know are great at what they do, and they help business owners with their marketing strategy and getting the information out there. Well, that's just another reason why I think that, you know, during semi-lockdown pandemic recovery, what are we in anyway? I don't even know. 
you know, in that kind of situation that, you know, because social media is huge now. You've got to use it. People have to use it and have to use it well. Yeah? Yeah, it's good to kind of stay ahead of the curve and, you know, always be online because, you know, as consumers, we're, we're, we're going online to search for things and, and search for services and things like that. So it's always good to, even if you're not familiar with being online, being online and potentially outsourcing to someone if you're either not good at, you know, digital marketing or, or, you know, you need it, but you're not sure where to start. So. Yeah. And you don't even have to be in an office with the people, right? I mean, it's just something you can do anywhere. So this is great stuff. So yeah. Melanie, I'm supposed to ask you about your name, Vava <laughs> Virtual Assistance and how you got the name. I'm curious. How'd sure. you get um, Yeah. When we met to uh, decide if we wanted to move forward with creating the company, uh, you know, just kind of, popped in my head that, uh, you know, VA could stand for virtual assistant. Uh, it's Lauren and me to virtual assistants. And that means Baba. Baba works for me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's catchy, right? So that probably gets you some attention. Yes. Yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> and, and, and y'all started what, nine years ago. How'd you get started? Lauren, Lauren, how, tell us how you got started here. Yeah. So, um, nine years ago, oh my gosh, it's so crazy how long ago, but, um, I was in a, a sales job and I talked to small business owners all day long. Um, they all had a need for this type of service. Um, but they either didn't have the money to pay for somebody in house, um, or they didn't have full-time work to give somebody. And I was like, huh, that's a good idea. We're going to be the only ones out there. But then I realized there is a whole world of us, um, world. but I, yeah. And at the time, you know, nine years ago, there wasn't as many virtual assistants as there are now, but um, that's kind of how the idea came about. And I went home, told my roommate at the time about it. She introduced me to Melanie. And honestly, we met at a Panera Bread and started the business the next week. So it was like, we went out on a whim, thought it would be, you know, this side uh, job. And it's turned into something that we could have never imagined. And we're just so grateful for you know, all of it. And we realized, you know, within six months that it, there, this was a thing and there was a need for it. And, and that's how we've honestly grown. And, um, wow. yeah, like I said, it's grown to something so, that we could have never imagined. Okay. So this is incredible. I mean, so y'all, y'all hadn't even met and you became partners shortly thereafter after meeting. Well, we did know each other, but we weren't like, we didn't, I mean, I, I, we didn't know very much any, we didn't know hardly anything about each other. We, we, it was kind of just like acquaintances. I mean, we definitely like knew each other's name, but we weren't like, like, I couldn't tell you, you know what, I probably couldn't tell you like maybe what her dog's name was or yeah. what, you know, where she was from or whatnot. So yeah. <laughs> so nine, 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 nine years later, you're still speaking to each other. That's pretty good, Melanie. Yeah. Yeah. We've, uh, we've grown as great business partners and great friends. And, uh, it just, we just got so lucky. Um, we balance each other out really, really well with the business too. So, well, you're being modest because I, I have to believe, cause I, and I've seen a lot of partnerships in business and I have to believe that your skills and your, and your business acumen and, and just the fact that you're good people is the reason why this is working. And that's great for your your customers too, because they can count on y'all not to have any infighting or agendas, and do what you're going to do and do it well. So that's awesome. Good story. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So, all right. So, okay, Lauren, for you, I got it. I got it. And, and maybe both of you, first Lauren and Melanie, tell me what 
what's something you've learned doing this for nine years that any any aspiring entrepreneur needs to know? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I think back to, you know, when we first started until we are to, to where we are now, um, you know, if you have an idea, roll with it. Um, there's been so many times where we go back and forth and back and forth and don't make a decision. And like, at the end of the day, like you're entrepreneurs, you ha- you've already taken that leap. So you've done something that, you know, not a lot of people have done and people, f- you know, find very admirable. Um, and so that's, that's, that's one thing to, to remember is like, just make the decision, move forward. Mistakes are lessons learned. And so we've made plenty of mistakes over the years, but they're always a lesson. And you can always think back like, you know, that decision ended up bringing us here and why. And, and so I always just say, yeah, like run with it. And again, mistakes are lessons learned and you can always, there's always a lesson that can be learned from any, any decision that's made. So um, remembering that because even now I forget it, but I, you know, tend to go back and I'm like, Hey, yeah, look, you gotta, this is what that taught us. So, yeah. Nice. Melanie, you got anything to add to that? I do. I, I completely agree. That's such a good point and so true. Um, another thing I would say is, um, you know, just like many other business owners, Lauren and I started out just ourselves. You know, we were doing all the work we were for the clients and we were doing all the work for growing the company and putting that all together. Um, and I would say one huge eye opener for us was when we hired our first team member uh, to help us out. And we realized that once we started delegating some things that we weren't great at or um, that took us so much time and somebody could do it so much more efficiently. Um, The first year we did that, we doubled our business. Um, So it was, you know, kind of scary to put the money in to invest in our company instead of just, you know, paying ourselves. Um, But it really, really paid off. And that was kind of shocking, but um, a huge eye opener. We've kind of ran with that idea since. Well, those are great, great points. You know, I think for, you know, I remember, Lauren, to your point about just, you know, just just go for it, right? Jump, just do it. I remember when I did it 19 years ago, I was scared to death. You know, it was it because was, I'd always had a corporate job, you know, with a salary and benefits, you know, and, and uh, health insurance. But, I mean, boom, do it. And it was tough at first, but, you know, it's just so awesome. It's just so awesome. Yeah. And Melanie, thank you for that tip on making sure that you invest back into your business. You know, are, are tempted, you know, as soon as start, money starts coming in to pull it up, pull the money out, pull the money out. But it, but if you want to grow, if you want to have something of substance that'll last, you got to invest back in it. So great, great tips for us. Thank you for that. So um, I got to ask you also, uh, you know, those are good tips on what to do, but What's something you would have done differently if you uh, back nine years ago, if you knew then what you know now, Lauren, what would you do differently? Anything? I, um, something, I guess, you know, there, there's, there's a couple of different things that, that I probably would have done differently. But one thing I will say is it's not that we didn't have systems um, in place, but we weren't thinking like, scalability wise, what makes sense 
um, for our company because again, we had never been an entrepreneur. We'd never been entrepreneurs before. We never started a business. So we were thinking very small. And I think when you're starting a business or you're in business, like when you are making decisions about processes and like operational stuff, you should always be thinking about scalability. Is this scalable? Can this, you know, be streamlined at all? Um, and so, you know, going back, it's a little harder to go back than if you just start it all then and there and, you know, go step by step. That's one thing. The other thing is, again, back to the step by step, laying out your processes. So, you know, like I'm a very visual person, so I have to know step by step what that looks like. And I think when you lay it all out, um, you'll see where there's gaps or where you need to like implement certain things and um, whatnot. So that's what I would say. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's a great point because if you think that you're only going to do a particular task a few times or maybe even one time so you don't systematize it or you don't have a process for it and then all of a sudden you realize I'm going to keep doing this and so you got you got to redo and, it, and yeah, it just becomes a lot harder. Right? So streamline your business as though everything is going to be continual. Great point. Yeah. yeah. Melanie, how about you? What would you do differently? Uh, well, I would say now uh, we do much better at this, but when we first started, we didn't pay attention to our numbers um, at all. <laughs> um, really, it was just kind of like, you know, yeah, clients were coming in and we had these bills and it was just, you know, it, it was what it was. But <laughs> um, I would, I would, a good tip I would say is, you know, get a... Um, a good system in place, following your books, um, even have a bookkeeper, or, you know, finance assistant that understands all of that and can kind of guide you through what your numbers mean um, and, you know, put together budgets and reports for you. So you can see how you can grow and uh, where things might look in a couple months. Um, it's super important to uh, keep track of all of that. Yes. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, yeah, everybody needs someone good like that, and and everybody needs someone good to do all of the uh, administrative uh, and and uh, and marketing tasks. So, I'm sure you do great work for your for your your clients. Now, are your clients mostly uh, entrepreneurs, small businesses. Yeah, for are the they most part, pretty, pretty much all, yeah. Lauren. Yeah, okay. So, um, this is interesting. Interesting because I think a lot of entrepreneurs feel like they need to. You need to have someone on staff, hire them, have them in the office to do that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's not really true, is it? I mean, it's, 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 you know, it actually works great to have people who know what they're doing on the administrative side to learn the entrepreneur's business and do, that, and do the stuff for them in an uh, outsourced kind of arena. Fair, Melanie? Well, how, what would you say is the best thing about that? The best thing about that is you have somebody that has the knowledge and skill for that. Um, whereas like maybe you do as a business owner, maybe you don't, if you don't, it's really hard to understand those things. And, um, okay. it was for us at first and we've learned a lot along the way, but, um, having someone to teach you and also guide you that, cause because that's where their expertise lies, um, is just super helpful. Yeah. And you don't have to go hire someone, right? I'm sorry, Lauren. Go ahead. Oh, no. And the other thing I was going to say is to your point about going out and hiring somebody, um, a lot of people don't realize that like a virtual assistant is literally the fraction of a cost of somebody of having somebody in-house. I mean, you could go out and hire, you know, an admin assistant for $50,000, $60,000 a year. 
Whereas with us, ours is, you know, like, I think at most it's maybe like, well, not at most because it does depend on how many hours you get in a month. But I would say generally speaking, most people fall around like twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000 for the entire year for somebody. And I bet you they can get just as much done as somebody that you would hire in-house for your fifty, sixty thousand. So Absolutely. No doubt about <laughs> it. No doubt about it. Okay, so um, I'm sure we have some, some entrepreneurs and small business owners listening in that will, will want to contact you. Uh, so um, what's the best way to do this and get started working with you or at least, uh, at least entertain the idea of working with you? What would you suggest? Melon or Lauren, would, why don't you take that one? Yeah. Yeah, I would suggest um, going to our website, um, and it, that's www.vavavirtual.com. Or you can find us, you know, on social media, Vava Virtual Assistance on Facebook or Vava Virtual on Instagram. Um, setting up a discovery call because within that call, um, we'll define, you know, what what are your pain points? What do you feel like you might need help with? Um, and we'll look at the kind of your day to day to see what makes the most sense as far as a virtual assistant goes. And if you're unsure on, you know, where to where to even start you know i'll help you with that as well but those, those are good ways to to find us for sure very good okay so y'all actually have live conversations with prospective clients Ooh, there's a concept that i could talk a lot about actually <laughs> but i won't today <laughs> so again this is simon says let's talk business on business radio x and our tremendous guest today Lauren Gall and Melanie Ammerman with Vava Virtual Assistants have been giving us great ideas on why it's best to use a virtual assistant as opposed to hiring somebody to do administrative and marketing tasks. Terrific stuff. So again, um, let me let me make sure. Okay, Lauren and Melanie, it's uh, it's the website is vavavirtual.com, right? And on uh, Twitter or Instagram, Vava Virtual. On Facebook, Vava Virtual Assistance. Did I get all that right? Okay. We did. Or if you didn't write that down in uh, in time, uh, listeners, you can always go to the uh, Business Radio X website, and it will be there as well. So awesome. Melanie, Lauren, thanks for joining us today. This has been terrific. Thank you so yeah. much for having us. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. It's been really good stuff. And, and, and I'm telling you, you know, listeners, listen, if you're a small business owner, entrepreneur, you, you need to call these people. You need to talk to them. You need to find out if it's right for you because this is the way to go, absolutely the way to go for anybody who uh, owns a startup or is thinking about having, doing a startup or has a small business, maybe just lost your, uh, you know, your right-hand person who does the admin stuff or the marketing stuff. I, I mean, there's so many reasons to do this, and I'm, I'm begging you to, to call these people, Melanie and Lauren, because they will help you. Okay, so thanks for joining us. As always, we'll wrap the show up with uh, uh, answering a question from our listeners. If you have a question on sales for me, because that's what I do at uh, Sandler Training, is we do sales training and coaching. And uh, our listeners often send in uh, questions that they would like to, to get answered uh, on sales. And so if you, if you have a question, send it to al.simon, S-I-M-O-N, at Sandler.com. And the question I'm going to address today is, when and how do I get good referrals? 
when and how do I get good referrals? And so the when and the how are two totally different questions. <laughs> and, and, I, and the first thing I would say is, is ask. You got to ask, right? Yeah. It's funny because I was talking to a guy one time and I said, uh, so, so how do you get business? He said, well, we get referrals. I said, awesome. So you're asking for referrals. He said, no, I just get them. And I'm thinking, okay, so how many more could you get if you asked? Because it's, it's, it's 20, uh, it's 20, 60, 20, basically. Uh, 20% of the people you talk to will never give you the referrals. I'm talking about customers, networking partners. 20% will never give you referrals. 20% will give you referrals even if you don't ask. But the middle 60 will not give you referrals unless you ask. So I would say on the, on the uh, when, in the how, it's, it's ask. Now, we're going to talk more about the how in a minute. As far as the when goes, the only time I would say not to ask for referrals is when you're in the middle of a discovery opportunity. You're in the middle of that. You haven't decided if it's a yes or a no yet. Don't ask then. Don't ask then. Just take care of the opportunity. See if you can get it closed. Or if you can't get it closed, to, uh, you know, to part friends and then ask. <sighs> Don't ask during the opportunity. Do not do that. Um, but the second thing is, if you ask, and, and I hope you do, don't say, hey, Lauren, you got any referrals for me? I mean, come on, really? Seriously? Because Lauren's so nice. And she's going to say, well, Al, I can't think of anybody right now, but if I do, you're the first person I'll call. And you know what? She probably means it. But here's the thing. You know, as nice as Lauren is, she's not thinking about me 24-7. You know, she just, and, and seriously, she's not. And so, it's, it, you know, nothing's going to happen. And, and so don't ask the question that way because it's not fair to you. It's not, question for the, for, it's not fair to the person you're asking. So here's how to do it. First of all, know your ICP. Your ICP is your ideal customer profile. Know what they look like, what are the general attributes and, uh, and, and situations that they come across. And, and so know that backwards and forwards and cold. And then here's how you ask. And Lauren, since I've been using you as an example, I'll use it again. Okay, so here we go. So Lauren, you know, we've known each other uh, not very long, right? Just just a just a couple of months. But still, I feel a little bit um, like I should be referring people to you, and I'm not sure exactly how. Do you mind if we talk about that? So I would like to know how to refer you, and 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 maybe I don't know. Maybe you want to know how to refer me as well. That'd be that'd be cool. How about I start? You okay with that? So, you know, we're, we do sales training and coaching and, and consulting. And so typically what we're looking for are, are uh, small business owners, VPs of sales, people like that that have may, maybe uh, do selling themselves or have a sales team. And, uh, and maybe they're looking to up the game. You know, they're looking to build more revenue. They're looking to close more deals. Maybe they're struggling because their uh, pipeline for future business doesn't look all that good. And, they, and they're getting, starting to worry about stuff like that. Right, so that's who I'm looking to talk to, people like that. And, and you probably don't know anybody. Nobody comes to mind, maybe. Um, and I don't want to put you on the spot because it's okay if nobody comes to mind. You know what I mean? It's all right. How about you? No, how, people, how can come I... to, people come to mind. Do they? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So is it okay if we talk about that and then you can tell me how I can refer you? Yeah, sure. 
So that's the thank you for playing along, Lauren. Appreciate that. So that so that's the way you do it. You know, it's, it's got to be an intentional conversation. It can't be an oh by the way conversation. You know, a, a drive by shooting kind of thing. It can't be that. It's got to be an intentional conversation you have with people, and you got to and you got to teach them what the referral looks like. Uh, and um, and then and then like I did, take the pressure off because they they don't not, they're not always going to be able to think of some names. So take the pressure off. Say hey, that's cool. Don't want you to feel any pressure. That kind of thing. So that's that's how that's how and when you ask for referrals. And um, we, I could go on and on about that, but I won't. So once again, this has been Simon Says Let's Talk Business. I'm your host, Al Simon, with Sandler Training on Business Radio X. And our guests today have been Lauren Gall and Melanie Ammerman with Vava Virtual Assistance. And so as always, everybody, good selling.